And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Hey, man. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, Mark Eastman. <laughs> Wait. Now it sounds totally it's got crazy. A echo. To me. Yeah. A little, maybe maybe a little on the reverb. Yeah, now something weird is going on. I don't even on. know what uh, anyway, I'm yeah. your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me as always is co host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we're doing spy. Yeah. And uh took a week off last week. Yeah. Um things did not come together for uh anything interesting to happen actually. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah. And it was San Andreas, and uh, I think uh, we were thinking about going back to that movie. And yeah. uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think we just Who decided knows? that everybody knew where they were yeah. with that movie. <laughs> yeah, and and it was okay if we took that week off. Um, and then, and then Spy. Now we were going to see Entourage actually. Right, this point. was an interesting last second change. I like this. And, and you know, it's all because of uh, insane critical. Yeah. response to right. this movie that we that said, like, okay, look, right. well, got to see it now. Right. And the weird thing is that uh, while not everybody is maybe given this a 10 or right. or something, it, it's still, there are a lot of people that you would not expect to be given this like seven or eight. Right. Who are given it seven or, or eight or and are ten. and are liking it a lot. Um, and and there are some there are some right. that are like nine, ten, whatever. There, there's a lot right in the seven, eight range, and I'm like, wow, that But there are really weird people saying yeah. really good things yeah. about this that you wouldn't expect. I mean, uh even you know, the one that really threw me, now there are a lot of them. Yeah. And I didn't read everyone's review and everything, but uh there are a lot of people giving this pretty high ratings where if you watch the trailer, yeah. you might really be surprised that right. this thing can throw big names right at uh you know the TV spot giving you all the <laughs> and they don't have to like hide the who the quote is from right, in right. tiny I letters. I love those. The one that really threw me was Peter Travers. Right, from Rolling Stone. I'm yeah. like, wait, what now? Yeah. I mean, and it's not like he said this was the next best movie ever, but he said a lot of really yeah. positive things about this. And, uh, you know, Melissa McCarthy is like, you know, I don't know, had him or something. Right. And just like, it's just so weird. I'm like, he, First of all, he's harsh on a lot of things anyway. He's a hard guy to please. Even things that uh, you might expect are kind of universally liked. Right. He's even, hard to film. Even if he likes it, he'll say, ah, fine. It's yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. You know? And now this thing, all of a sudden, he's like, ah, it was awesome. Right. right. And I'm like, wow. So, so with the huge response to this, you know, we finally at the last minute kind of said, look, we have to see that, I guess. because And, and that should, that should not that we're out to get accolades or prove that we're, I don't know, like that would be a little pretentious, but this proves because we didn't necessarily want to see that. Right. And and 
we'll see whatever the big film is of the week, even if it's this. Right. You know, not that not that we would hate it or love it. It's just that I was I, I haven't even seen all of Entourage. Right. And I was more interested in right. seeing that than seeing something that was basically Tammy redo. Right. You know, in my mind. But when you look, this is really surprisingly getting great reviews. Maybe we should check this out. Uh, you know, we got to bow to that, uh, bow to that, and, yeah. and go to it. So yeah, and it, so it, we did, and and it, it turned out so weird, <laughs> right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, so we were fully expecting to go one direction this week, um, and yeah. not that we had. I'm, I'm uh, glad anybody binge, know. I'm glad I didn't binge watch Entourage to try and get just ready to get for into it. Spy. Yeah. You know, I don't know that you have to anyway. The biggest, I'm not sure that you need to no, uh, even have either. seen it at all. Probably. It's weird. Maybe maybe not having seen the episodes will make it look a little better because critically it looks like that's getting killed. Yeah, that is not the having biggest, a good day. The biggest review that stunned me was yours. You know, I saw you said you were going to give this a ten on the website, right? Exactly. And that blew me away. Yeah, I had to remember yeah, everything because, bad you said uh, about the heist. So and fantastic, Tammy and. Um, you know, this is a movie, and we're not going to jump into it real quick. I'm going to talk a little bit about <laughs> no. Aloha. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm going to drink. Because I, <laughs> because I saw Go that. Ahead. This is good. I saw that, and you didn't. Um, before, I do. I do want to say this <laughs> about Spy. Oh. This is a movie that, if I think about reviewing movie, you have to be careful what you write. Right. Um, because this is a movie where easily you might write something like, uh, it's the best Melissa McCarthy movie. Right. <laughs> and right. then people will jump on that and go, aha, best, that'll be on the, right. that'll be on that all the other ones are really, really horrible. Yeah. And this um, one's kind of okay, so it's the best one of those. Right. Or, or something like that. But I was thinking maybe we were getting some critic quotes like that. Yeah. For a long time. Um, especially when it comes up on Rotten Tomatoes and gives you like little blurbs and stuff. Yeah, much better than Tammy. Right, <laughs> and that's their quote. Right? right, is that the kind of thing we're? Getting? No, it's not. So bizarre. Yeah, uh, to me, it's it's completely bizarre. Even if this was good, it would still be bizarre. Now, look at you giving hints about your because it, it would be bizarre that uh, so many people are so in love yeah. with it. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's just it's weird. Um, anyway, I did see Aloha, so I'll just uh, throw out a, a quick hint about that one. And, you know, that movie's getting bashed eight different ways to Sunday, yeah. <laughs> even before it came out. And, uh, you know, Cameron Crowe apologizes, kind of, not really. The the Internet kept headlining everything with that. He apologizes right. for Emma Stone being cast as a quarter Hawaiian he didn't actually apologize for that, even though that's what everyone said he was apologizing for. What he apologized right. for was, you know, if you were offended by that, right. I'm sorry. Right. right. <laughs> he didn't say, I'm really sorry. I hate Emma Stone. I didn't want her in this movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. Nothing like everybody over-dramatizes everything. I thought it was kind of ridiculous that people would be that up in would, arms about would have a problem yeah. with it because I mean you know I I've known people lots of them who are a quarter anything right and they don't look anything like that thing right. so what difference does it make I right. mean it's not like if you know I don't know if, what if, they if, wanted if you'd have cast right. she was Hawaiian right and she was like a hundred percent Hawaiian or something like that then yeah. people might go um what now that well, would be great if it came out that Emma was like <laughs> I don't understand understand this because so i she actually was in a while right. you know exactly. that would be great be cool but 
Anyway, it's um, and then you know even long ago there was a whole thing about how uh, does the movie have any chance if the studio doesn't seem to believe in it at all, and you know critics don't like it and everything, and kind of rightfully so. I I gave it a four and a half, and it's basically it, it's a movie that really oddly feels like it should have been you know on like Lifetime or right. something or some. Made for TV, some Sunday afternoon kind of film. thing. Yeah, where uh, yeah. you don't have really gigantic names in it, and it's not by Cameron Crowe. It's just, right. it's just so average and easy. And it, and uh, you know, my big thing about a movie is with any Cameron Crowe movie, you know, he's it's all about characters, and in this one, we just don't get a chance to really care about them. Right. So it's not gonna come together i mean there's just no way for it to come together and and that's kind of where we are and it's weird because uh he pays a, a weird amount of attention to the plot like it's almost like all of a sudden he had this idea and then he got really interested in weapons and satellites yeah and so he went <laughs> well hold on i'll uh like a statement to make about it and and now we have attention to that and it just kind of detracts from everything. And then it's like neither works, right? right? It's like we don't have the characters or the plot. Yeah. Except they're both, you know, trying to go every which way. And then, you know, the next thing you know, everyone's in love with each other. Right. And, and right. I don't just know. It they just, say so. Right, exactly. Not because we've seen them do anything. I mean, basically, yeah. if uh, Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone fall in love in this movie, then uh, Bradley Cooper ought to fall in love with every other person he meets. Yeah, I mean, right. it's like yeah. you spend like a half a day with them, yeah. and then boom, you're in love. I don't know. It's very. There was some really good when it when it's good. There, it's good. Right? There are some when, good parts when it's to working. It. It's really fun, yeah. But. There are some good parts to it, but in the midst of this movie, this is another one of the, we we see this. You know, if somebody shows you the scene. And goes, right. okay, so how do you think we're doing right. uh, based on this scene? You'd be like, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, sure. that's awesome, right? right? But when you actually see the whole thing that it's in the middle of, not so much. And, yeah. and then it's almost, it's a. And once again, weird glitches. Yeah, <laughs> and, okay. and we get kicked off. I don't yeah. know what is up with that. Um, anyway, uh, so Bradley Cooper and John Krasinski do right. have this one cool scene. There's this like running gag that John Krasinski's not a talker and he's not a talkative guy. And uh, so then at the end, they have this uh, cool scene where they don't talk to each other, and it's and that's pretty cool. But it's uh, it's one of those things where the movie kind of drags everything around it down a little bit, so it it ultimately isn't even as good as if you just saw that scene by itself. It, <laughs> right. It would it like be that. Yeah. It, it would be better because it's not right. You're not seeing it in the midst of you know whatever. You're just trying to imagine what it's in the midst of and and putting it together yourself. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so it's like. Uh, four and a half, I could see people going a little higher or a little lower because yeah. it's just that kind of movie. But man, is it's not really it's not really selling your you know yeah. ten, twelve, fifteen dollar ticket to go to the yeah. movies, right? Right. 
Um, anyway, so you know that's one I would say. You know, was it bi- not that this is a big, not that this is a big indicator of anything because we're in a smaller city. But was it packed? Was it busy? No, there weren't. The, a lot the, of there were some people there, but yeah. no, it wasn't packed at all. I was I was a little surprised at the number of people we saw at Spy. Um, not not for any, too. for any other reason that it just was a little bit more than I thought. You know, the word of mouth, the reviews. You know, and and clearly. People like Melissa McCarthy. I don't think anyone went to go yeah, see this no. for Rose Byrne or Jude Law. Right. The people that were there, they they were there to see, you know, spies. Exactly. You know, and, and, yeah, and you know, it's because um, Paul Feig. Feig. We're gonna call him Feig. If it's anything else, right. we're sorry. He, he, we can call, he can call. He can call. You know, uh, <laughs> that'd be cool if he calls in. Uh, right. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's funny how. You know, every movie he does for the rest of his life is going to say, like, from the creator of Bridesmaids. Yeah. And, right. And it's not going to change, right? It's no. not going to – you know, next year there may be a movie from the creator of Spy because this is doing really well yeah. and it's getting critical acclaim, yeah. I guess. But but anyway, so uh, on to Spy. No emails? No, not that we have to – Not not really. There's uh, – I, I was thinking we might talk long about Long-time listeners upcoming, know what's coming. Movies, if we don't right? rush into giving a review, they all know. That means I, don't, I I think long time bad. I think long time listeners who have idea what the movie is about know right. what we're going to rate it anyway. Long time <laughs> listeners just skip to the fifteen minute mark. You know right. that's when we do because they know that we're bad. That's when we do anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we have to just throw out our ratings. Yeah. Um, I I'm going to be murderous. I I want to be murderous, yeah. and then on the other hand, I. I to, I think that this was far and away the least irritating movie with <laughs> Melissa McCarthy that I've seen. Yeah. So it must get something for that. Right. It's, right. Um, you know, I I didn't like it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, maybe this will just all splice in together. Well, I, I don't know what's going on with the technical side of things. Yeah. But, you know... I had a, a weirdly, you know, not good time with it. It's really a other do you think? I, I kind of do. So I, I'm pretty much at uh, four. Probably two and stars better than I thought you were going to give I, it. I think basically there's. Um, there was where it it just wasn't funny. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, terrible or uh, you know, really calling me stupid for watching it. Right. Or right. now the closer it gets to the end, the worse it gets for me. Um like oh, right That's right so at the weird. end, like the last ten minutes or maybe even fifteen minutes. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like this. It, it's like vacation footage or something. Yeah, they, right, right. <laughs> they have like this. Uh, they have this weird. Everybody has to walk back by her at the end and say hello oh, again. Oh, right, yeah, like right. get their sure, nod. Sure. And, yeah. There's, and, and then plus uh, they there's a part where they get on the helicopter and then all of a sudden it's just <laughs> like really silly. I yeah. mean, it's like you you. Yeah. You think like Don Knotts is going to show yeah. up at some point right. because we're just getting like completely goofy with everything. Yeah. So then it kind of fell apart. But during most of the movie, there were actually a couple of 
couple times I laughed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't laugh at anything that the yeah. other people around us were laughing at. So that's yeah, neither did I. But it, but at least I did laugh yeah. a couple times. Right. Where you look at stuff like uh, Heat or Tammy, and you know I I didn't laugh ever. And I'm irritated with the fact that yeah. the movie kept happening, right. which that's not what happened here. So, yeah. so I don't know. I give it a four. I, I give it a four, but in a weird way where you know I don't, I don't like it very much. Yeah. I give it a four. <laughs> Again, longtime listeners, we talk about this a bunch. You know, sometimes we give something an eight or a nine, and we just rip on it. And this might be one of these. We give it a four and just right. talk about it. I, I'm I'm a little better than you on it. Uh, a little bit more positive on. I'm only four and a half. It's just below average. Okay. And again, part of that is because it it wasn't as pandering and it wasn't as stupid making as the other films that had been her vehicles had been. But for this thing could have gotten a full star better, not just in my rating, but in how better the film would be. 30 minutes less. I mean, we say, we're crotchety. It, we are really bad long, yeah. for this. But right. for a two-hour comedy that is... This type, this type of comedy, it's got to be tighter. Like, yeah, they just waste so much time. And for for me, you know, I didn't I didn't mind the first half of the film so much. I know it's got to do all the setting up of things, but I like the second half of the film a lot more. And I think it's because it shows a bit more of at least it doesn't show her strengths. Melissa McCarthy has a very distinct set of comedic skills, and they're they try to play them even in Tammy, which we hated, right, right. you know, but. When she's when she's cracking wise instead of demure, and when she's a little bit caustic instead of careful, it it seems to get it, it gets more of my attention. So the moment she's actually in like Budapest and she becomes a little bit more sarcastic and talking right. back to Rose Byrne's character, right. I, I actually was having a lot of fun with the film then because she wasn't the meek secretary anymore. She was the you know I'm scared out of my mind, but I'm not going to let you see it. But hey, screw you, right? You know, and and let the expletives in a weird way fly. I actually found that part of the film a little bit more entertaining, but I, I mean, I'm with you in a way. I I was I was relieved that I wasn't as irritated as the film before had made me right. feel. Even though it's kind of like this guy Paul Feig's thing is to maybe do these kind of characters, and it makes me real nervous about the Ghostbusters thing that he's going to be doing because I don't think he's the right guy for I this. I don't either. And the last few films that he's done. Bridesmaids is the best thing that I've ever seen him do. Uh, I know he did a handful of uh, Arrested Development episodes, and I liked almost every Arrested Development episode. But as far as a film, Bridesmaids is the only thing that I thought worked, and I think it was – I don't know if that was lightning in a bottle and he's just trying to redo it over and over again. But this thing from the long-running time to the – just the general attitude, like it, it wasn't like an Austin Powers film that was just supposed to spoof everything, although it did. Um, and it wasn't a satirical film, like, I'm trying to think of like a real spot, like Team America, World Police. Like right, that, right. that's a satirical take on stuff. And in, in, in a lot of ways, I think the film would have been so much more fun, so much more elevated if it had been more satirical instead of spoofy, but also... Like, they missed a great opportunity here. And I, and I don't know if... It, 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 I mean, I'm rewriting the film here. But if, if Feig never wanted to do this, then it would explain why we never saw it. But it, it, what you have is the stereotypical, you know, the Jude Law, the good-looking super spy who's your James Bond kind of guy. And she's the meek secretary who really is the reason that he's successful at all. But he's a good face. 
he gets in trouble. She has to slide in because she's anonymous and she's kind of frumpy and every everybody looking, you know, kind of person. No one will assume she's lethal. Um, what a great moment to flip the whole spy genre on its head and to show with a female, you know, antagonist who's the danger. Now have a female protagonist and show the fallacy of what spy movies are. And they start doing it by Jason Statham and uh, Peter Serafinovich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. These guys are one-note characters. Like, he's he's just the the sexually aggressive foreigner. Right. And he's a riot. Right. Jason Statham is the one-note, you know, it's almost like you took his character out of crank and just, like, calmed him down a little bit, but put him in this scene. I mean, he's so funny, but he's a one-note guy. He's just lethal. You walk around and he can kill anything, right. even God. And right. he already did it. And he brought him back to life because he needed somebody else to kill. You know, right. this is his character. And what you should have, what we should have had with the movie I would have loved to have seen was the stereotypes of male spies flipped over because everyone's always like, uh, well, if women ran the world, you'd do this, you'd hear that. Well, show me. Show me the fallacies and the follies of, of the spy movie genre by having strong women characters actually take charge and watch the one note characters flipping the gender roles because usually the women are the femme fatale or the sexy sidekick. Turn that stuff upside down and show me that film. And I probably would have been like seven, eight, you know, right. if you had a half hour less, maybe eight and right. a half. But instead, this is just like your schlocky. I felt like it was almost like an inspector gadgety kind of film. And it hit every trope, every paint by number in order. And and there were little spiked moments where it felt fun. And usually that's because those guys I was just talking about. And I don't mean just because the guys were around. But when they're there, her character became more entertaining to me. Right. Her her engaging with um, Aldo because he's always trying to make out with her or touch her everywhere. Right. Like those right. were great. The moments when Rose Byrne is there and she's basically going back and forth with the evil, you know, character. Those had me cracking up or anything with Jason Statham just because he's so unbelievable and she just wants to get him away from her. You know, those were amazingly fun. But I just saw like one missed opportunity after another and then it was filled in. All the cracks were just filled in by easy genre topics it, and it, it was It was filled in you know, almost was, with like, you know, cartoon yeah. plot. Or it, was almost like, it was almost like in one moment where she's riding around on this scooter, it should have been like, kablam! You know, and like the old right, Batman Like you would cloud, see Batman, like Batman things. things happen, yeah. It, it felt very, it felt very uh, well-intended, you know, as much as it could have. But I just, it, there were so many tweaks that somebody could have made to make this much more fun. Right. And I'm with you. One thing that you said that was really interesting when we walked out was, you know, the audience we saw it with laughed a lot, but nothing that I laughed at. Right. That they, was, they, I, I didn't they laugh, laugh at anything they laughed at. Yeah, they they laughed for me. when I mean, when we were sitting there watching, people would crack up. I mean, people were laughing. Yeah. They were not like, you yeah. hear somebody laugh a ways away or something. It was like, the place was, was cracking around up. around us, yeah. But it was the weirdest stuff for me. Like it was uh, like the cat shirt. I remember it, a lot of people it was, uh, stuff like that. It was, uh, you know, stuff where uh, Jason Statham gets knocked down, or right. she uh, she rides the she rides the scooter into the wet cement or yeah. whatever. And like people are cracking up. I'm like, you know, really? Have you not seen like? <laughs> Tom and Jerry or oh, something <laughs> or it's like yeah. what is so funny about yeah. that and you know I could see if it was like oh, okay fine that's funny or, yeah. or whatever but man people were cracking up and yeah. I, you know I feel like overall the movie had you know the movie had this mentality behind its design that was a lot more like 
making, you know, people will laugh at this yeah. as opposed to, I actually think this is good, right? which is not quite going all the way to, right. you'll laugh at this because you're stupid, right? but it's not that far away from it either. Yeah, so. it's definitely tilting a little and going, but you might, right? you know, right. You, you don't have to, but you might. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you were saying with the uh, switching the roles thing, you know, it would have been an easy thing to do to kind of switch gears on this movie. It's like this movie almost did so many things. It came close to, yeah. And then didn't quite do them. Like, you know, she's the person in the spy's ear who's in the basement at Langley with all the computers, you know, and as Jason Statham says, you think you're a spy because you sit in a basement and Google things, right? (laughs) Right. Which is kind of what they do. Yeah. Right. But they've got, they've got like the, uh, you know, satellite images that they're using to say that someone's behind you. Yeah. And you know, how easy is it to take like one, like half a step more and really spin things like you're saying and make it so that really they really are nothing without that. Right. Right. They really are just avatars. They, for them. they really are completely useless. Yeah. And and it's really all up to Melissa McCarthy. And, uh, you know, I can't remember the other uh, the other girl's name yeah. who's like her friend in the basement. Right. She's from uh, Call the Midwife and she's, she, she's really good, actually. Yeah. Um, but how easy of a thing is it to just like take that one more notch? Right. And what's funny is that at the opening of it, we see um, we see Jude Law going through this like very classic like Bond, yeah, you know, routine, going through all the motions and everything, and and you know, getting the bad guy, whatever nonsense he's doing, right? And it's all it all seems very Bond, and then he accidentally kills the guy, and then we see right. that Melissa McCarthy's in his ear, right? And then she's telling him what to do and going through it. But still, it's just like you kind of have like a slightly helpful Jarvis in your ear. Yeah. But we could have just like met, went one more step and made it so that really like he's completely screwed without yeah. without, without her. her. And she's the genius and tells him what to do and right. and everything. And yeah. and that would have been so much more fun. How easy a scene that is too, like what you just said, like all of a sudden – static or whatever and he's gone uh she's out of his ear and he just gets captured they get the static back and then he can escape because she's like okay to the left do this you know right that would be that would have been hilarious you know what i you know what i thought we were going to get for a second and i thought it would have been really cool is uh i thought we were going to get uh you know like watch the first part over yeah you know like get get the true accurate yeah. view of what happened right. when he was being all slick and cool. Yeah. And it's because he's like sitting there going, I have no idea what to do. Tell yeah. Me what do I do? Tell me what to do. You know, like he's <laughs> right. whispering to himself and then she tells him stuff. Right. And, right. you know, like she says, like throw the glass over there and that'll create a distraction or, you know, whatever. Like we get to see that it's right. That it's none of him. Nothing. Like yeah. all he can do is take a punch and throw one. Right. But all the brains are hurt. That right. would have been, been so great. cool. And then, we would have suddenly needed her to go in the field and it would have been a different kind of crazy thing to do. Right. Instead of, you know, Jason Statham calling her the lunch lady. And then the whole thing for me kind of goes a little sideways on itself because at the end of the movie, you're like, well, wait a minute, how come she wasn't doing this the whole time? Because at the end of it, she just is a, a 
a spy right. and, and perfect and yeah. doing everything. And that fits better with my movie than it does right. with, with this the movie, movie, you know? Yeah. And and you know the other thing that I thought was a little weird and like we said there are there are good parts there are things that are fun. You know when when he when Jason Statham and um, Melissa McCarthy just suddenly like step aside and start yelling at each other. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because they're really both in their characters right. very well. Jason Statham <laughs> I've got to think has a hard time being that in that character, even though it's something that seems like it should be easy, because right. he's just like this goofy meathead, yeah, massively right. over the top guy. But it's got to be hard to stay in that guy like so it well, must be. so well. It must be. Uh, it, that's like he's, it's, it's like one of the unsung acting things. Right. Like it just seems like it's easy. If there right? was a long, I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm like, we maybe only had him for thirty or forty five second bursts because maybe that's all he can keep that thing going for. <laughs> right. Because seeing a scene with him much longer than that. It's it, that, like, so that on. Really, he's like so on, like massively. I it's told like, you I would watch any show with him as that guy. Right, I would watch exactly. that show every week. Right. I love that but guy. But it's like it, it's like sprinting. You yeah, know? I mean, it's, right. yeah, exactly. It's, you can only keep it up for so long. Yeah, like, right. But when they do that scene, it's really great, and especially yeah. him. Actually, I mean, he's even better in that scene. I think than, yeah. than she could hope to be yeah. because he's just fantastic, <laughs> right? In a really crazy way, but yeah. still, he really is. But then it has other things like, uh, you know, I feel like the weird thing is this movie's so long, I feel like there's another hour of this movie, yeah. you know, that's like on the floor somewhere. Yeah. We've got like our our bad guy double agent character that, I mean, you know, she was on set for like an hour and a half. Right. I mean, right. we see her for like 10 seconds. And I like Rose that, Byrne in that. We, we see her for like 10 seconds. Then we see her for like, we see her for like maybe a minute right. when she's just the person that uh, Melissa McCarthy can, you know, rip on because she's too pretty and too perfect right. and everything. Then we never see her again until we see her for like 10 seconds sitting in the car until oh, she right. gets Marina shot. Right? right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why is she in the movie? Yeah, it, it, There's got to be a bunch more of her yeah. somewhere that they finally just said, ah, we don't need that happen. or whatever. You're right. That's one of the things too. That's kind of just, it's not distracting so much because when you see a film, a modern film like this, it kind of feels like this is what he would do. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many characters that just kind of swing in and out whenever you need them. And even that character, her her friend in the basement, Nancy, um, that, right. that pins down 50 Cent in like the weirdest like Austin Powers-ish kind of thing. Um, she just kind of swoops in whenever. There's there's a million ghosts in the machine. It's almost right. like if, if, right. you, if you really think about it, anything could happen at any moment. And at one point, I genuinely thought 50 Cent was going to save somebody. I did too. You know, because I'm like, you get him on. Set. Why don't you just use them? Right. You know, do something but, with them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little weird. Uh, it's a that's, little weird. That's the point where all we get this uh, party for no reason. Yeah. Right. Um, as soon as we we like side scroll across uh, this weird long pan over that party, and that's the point where the are kind of falling apart even more for me because just watching the scene, I, like you know, this is. A bunch of yeah. things. Like the scene is kind of goofy and meaningless. 50 Cent said he would do something if you let me be in your movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything starts going a little bit wilder and wilder. Yeah. 
and then I kind of was like, you know, all of this is, you know, it's like a vacation movie. It's right. like Hangover 3. It's like we get to film in a certain place, and so come be here on vacation. Yeah. You know, like I said, 50 Cent says, I want to do this one line, and if I can, then I'll say the name of your movie at all my concerts or something. Right. Who knows right. what the hell happens? But 50 Cent's in the movie for no reason. Right. And except so that he can be on stage for a little while so he can get tackled. Yeah. But that whole party is like filled with extras that I'm like, I swear if someone would just take a shot of that and find out who all those people are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You would just see that they're all related yeah. to somebody. Right. It was just, it was like, bring your friends to work day right. and they'll get right. to be in a movie. And then it just started going really weird sideways and it uh, make a distraction so yeah. that we can tackle him and there can be a big fight. And then that like goes right into this whole knife fight thing. Yeah. Where that was like, you know, that was, we've gone from James Bond to Inspector Cousseau, right? <laughs> and that was, and then it's this weird fight and she like survives it for a long time. Yeah. And you go, you know, I would, I'll take it if, she surprises this this agent yeah. super fighter person right. with the frying pan and clocks her or something. Right. right. But they go on and on and on having this fight. I'm like, why is she not in the field? Right. Uh, she yeah. kicked Jason Statham's <laughs> right, ass. Right. right? Yeah. How, what? Yeah. What happened here? And she just and and that scene just keeps going and going and going yeah. and and I don't get it. And then yeah. all of a sudden everything's just silly. And then it just makes me start thinking about uh, why is the scene here? You know, I try to start examining why they're doing what they're doing. And most of it feels like Melissa McCarthy goes, I want to be in a fight, right. like for a long time and right. kick someone's ass. Yeah. All right. We'll right. put that we'll in. Do that. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and then it's just not that fun. Yeah. And plus, a, a lot of the comedy, even that's built off of good things. There's a lot of it. It's so weird that Melissa McCarthy cannot get a movie where it, it gets to be about her right. and, and and her doing really good comedy. Like, you know, you have the uh, crazy driving Italian agent yeah. guy who wants to and he was grab great. her butt all the time. Yeah. And he, like, blows her away right. all the time that, right. you know, they're together He's a million times more awesome than she is. Yeah. And all she ever does is really like react to him. Right. She doesn't do anything or actually kind of say anything funny. She's yeah. just reacting to a way better right. comic of, situation going yeah. on yeah. at her. Yeah. And and it's the same when, when Jason Statham's around. I mean, it's just it's so weird that she can't really be like the driving force yeah. really in things going on. Well, and that's weird too, because e even though, even though the film does a lot to try to solidify her as the sole force of the film, like it's not a buddy film. It's not a cop buddy film, right? Like the heist, you know, and it's not an ensemble film like bridesmaids. This is, this is a spoof of, or, or maybe just a, you know, a joke on them, but this is a spy film in which, you know, James Bond doesn't have a buddy buddy film. It's him and a gadget and a girl, you right. know, but it's always him. The movie excels when she's got a scene with someone. The Jude Law stuff was maybe the weaker of them. I love the scenes with her and Rose Byrne. The scenes with her and Aldo you know, right. were hilarious. The scenes with her and Jason Statham, as we talked about. Even the scenes with just Melissa McCarthy and Allison Janney 
like when they're showing her training video and she's like, I almost put this up on YouTube. <laughs> right, like, right. That is actually that's good. That's a great right. scene too. But when she's on her own, it, it doesn't feel good um, because it doesn't seem like it knows, like what you were saying, how to really make her the the force of the film. You know, and, and I think of other films that are just spy films or you know cop films or buddy buddy films, and they're separate. It still forces the action along. Like I can watch Eddie Murphy in in a film by himself, even if it is a buddy buddy film. Or and maybe he's not the greatest example because I'm just thinking of like Beverly Hills Cop. Right, like he used to, he used old. to be the, a good example. But, yeah, but it also it also in, in I think makes the mistake in trying to play to her strengths. Doesn't recognize that one of her strengths is she needs to have a bantering partner, and when she does, or someone that she can play off of, it really works. But yeah, that that fight scene is a great example of why it doesn't work because there's no dialogue. I just see her kitchen sink fighting, literally grabbing right, pants right. and spaghetti and stuff. And and the movie's already too long anyway, but just end this and get to what makes it work. You you should be really pushing this film along the track that only succeeds in what you're trying to do, not just eating up screen time. Right. You know, and and you, and you know with that with that scene, the only reason that scene exists is so that she can give something away at the end. Right. And you could get there a lot a faster. A lot faster. And yeah. and there's nothing actually, you know, funny. It would be a different thing if it was really funny fighting mm-hmm. and you were getting something out of the scene right. and you really decided to go all the way kind of like an inspector Clouseau thing where think, she's just right, where she's just right. a, a goof right and she just lucks her way through it or something yeah but then that's not what it's doing no. so then why keep doing it for so <laughs> and long? that's a great example also of stuff and it doesn't matter look we're different and i laughed at stuff you didn't and you laughed at stuff i didn't but the audience was laughing at that fight yeah, you know, there's a there's a point where the villainess gets hit right in the crotch with a frying pan, and, and right. that's a little cringing. You know, it's got a funny. It's she's got one funny. It's line an interesting about the jumpsuit. equality point right. we're trying to make right. there, right? It, it's interesting. There's one funny line about a jumpsuit, and that cracked me up a little bit. But I, everyone else was eating it up. Yeah, in the same way they ate right. up that scooter and the cement thing. Yeah, and I was like, I how I funny is that? I don't yeah. get this. And, you know, the uh, another kind of strange thing about it, you, you know, the movie's trying to be too many things is its problem, yeah. really. And, you know, the good example of that is when she is with Rose Byrne, who is, uh, you know, the evil villain who takes over being the evil villain right. after Jude Law accidentally <laughs> right. kills her dad, yeah. right? At the beginning, when he sneezes and shoots, right. <laughs> shoots him. Right. Which is like moderately funny, but it's still, you know, Three Stooges, yeah. slapstick, right. nonsensical funny. But there are some good scenes, or at least some potentially good scenes, you know, like you were talking about when she really, when she has to switch gears and start smarting off and right. taking control of the, the Rose Byrne situation <laughs> when she finds herself in a bad place all of a sudden, right? Yeah. And, you know, there is good stuff in there, but it's really built around, you know, the spoiled brat who is a, you know, billionaire villain thing. Right. Who just always gets her way and somebody finally shows up and starts telling her to shut up. Right. And she doesn't know what to do with that. So she just goes along with it because... It's so outside of her experience to have yeah. someone stand yeah. up to her. Right. That could be a thing, yeah. but it's not exactly the thing we do anyway. Right. We do it, and then we kind of don't. Back from, yeah. You know, it's like we don't really go all the way with that because – 
you know, we're t- somebody's got to fall down in a couple minutes, and that's going to be funny, you know. So it's yeah. it's got that in there, but it doesn't it doesn't actually complete the sale, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't follow through with it, and then it's and then it's just not really funny, right? And it, right. it because it's not trying to be. It's more concerned with uh, how much time the crew has <laughs> to figure out doing the cement thing, right? right. It's right. it's a very weird kind of comedic theory that Paul Feig is working and, when you put yeah. all of the scenes of this movie together into one movie and try to figure out what's going on. Right. You, you know, and it's weird, the decisions that he sometimes makes to go for a gag. Like sometimes, you know, for me, if you have good characters, even, even regardless of the situation, if there's a good dialogue between them, I'm kind of hooked. And the moments when it excels, it does that. And we keep saying this, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but that whole scooter thing, now that I'm thinking about it, and what you just said reminded me of like just unnecessary things. Like she's trying to chase down like this real super foreign BMW-ish right. car. And they're they're facing each other like in a standoff. And the car's revving its engine and she's revving the scooter's engine. Right. And I'm thinking. Because yeah. that's what happens in movies. Right. And they do it. The they, cars they have, rev their right. engine. And they go back and forth. Right. And it's, I'm threatening. I'm going to run you down. She's like, well, I got my scooter. Try it. You know, this kind of thing. And I'm thinking, I'm not seven. Right. I don't think that i mean and i and it seems so weird the movie doesn't really try to ever aim for highbrow comedy except in maybe the dialogue where it's trying to be a little bit adventurous right but that was really aiming real low to just not even spoofing something but now you're you're not even spoofing the spoof to become the spoof now you're just stupid right like and i there's a lot of those little things that just pop up there are there are a lot of moments uh for me in this movie that's kind of an example where you're doing something very similar to things that happen, yeah. right? In order, and you're trying to make it funny now, except you don't really get why why, why it potentially would be funny, right. and it and it doesn't it just doesn't pan out. Yeah. And then then the movie is like, luckily we don't stare at anything for too long at once, right. so it's okay. Yeah. But still, it's just you know it doesn't come together, and you know the movie also has a. a a weird thing that kind of stands out a little bit for me as just kind of a, you know, head scratcher. It's just kind of a weird thing. The movie does a lot of, you know, we complain, especially since we should bring this, you know, together with things like heat and, sure. uh, and uh, Tammy. Yeah. And because we hated those, you didn't even see heat. I, I missed ever. you. You talked to me. Right. I see in the heat. You, yeah, both of those movies. Both of those movies are awful, right? And both of them, I think, do so much. One of the big, big problems uh, for me with those is all of the comedy that's trying to be just about the fact that she's heavy, right? And there's so many things that happen that this is funny because I'm fat or whatever. And so, haha, laugh along. Look at the silly fat lady trying to climb through car windows and, you, you know, stuff like that. All the th- all the stuff in Tammy, like she can't jump over the, the thing counter, or, the, yeah, you know, right. whatever it is. It's just there's all this yeah, ha ha. It's really funny that she's fat. And in this movie, there's like kind of a weird opposite thing going yeah. on where it, nothing's supposed to be funny, right? It's not uh, part of the comedy, but there's a weird stuff. There's weird things that happens. Like there's one where she's chasing down this guy with a camera. Yeah. Right. Right. And. Uh, She's very close to him all the time. Right. And and this guy looks like 
a sprinter. You know, he, he looks like he could, he could right. run in the marathon. He could cover yeah. some ground, right. right? Yeah. And we keep cutting, you know, to different different spots in the action, like you would expect anywhere. Yeah. And every time we do it, we've been running for like many, many, many yeah. minutes. Yeah. Right. And still, she's right behind him, yeah. and I'm like, what am I supposed to be getting out of that? I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. What the de- and then you know there's then later she chases the really acrobatic woman right. who jumps over right. cars and all this and then yeah. that gets to be funny because she falls on the ground right and yet she never ends up that far behind her right so it's like well, something weird's going on there it's not yeah. you know it's not anything that's I guess any real big deal but it's just weird it's a strange that- thing yeah and and I've noticed it a few times because a lot and it isn't just this stuff with Jason Statham but it's everybody. And and that's part of the story is, you know, the Cinderella thing, which is she's better than she looks. Right. And that's why she's in the basement, because she was amazing off her tests and uh, on the training and on the weapons and the hand to hand stuff. And and they, they, they look good. They even ask her at the beginning. Uh, right. She says, well, how come you've been in the basement for right. 10 years? Right. Yeah. And that's a whole thing. And then, you know. Apparently, it's because she just never wanted to leave the earpiece right. of the person that right. she fell in love and she, with. And she's, right. yeah, she's all gaga. But, the, but they give gone. you the hint that, like, she could it, have. Yeah. If, if she would have just gone for it, she could and have gotten there are all these subtle things that. later. And it's not just that they dress her up as what. Because I, I think I, I see the flip side, which is the American stereotype. Because if we're going to stereotype Aldo as being the sexist ass grabber, right. you know, then, then the American stereotype for someone of Melissa McCarthy's age is also her size and her dress. You know, she's right. going to wear the cat lady thing. She's going to have the mom Walmart hair. Right. But there are times where they all, they just come right out and say, well, look at you. You know, you you can't be in this. Look at you. Right. And what they're subtly saying is, you know, you're heavy. Right. You, you don't look like us. I did actually kind of the like film. the fact. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the, the gag with Rose Byrne. Yeah. Where there was nothing that Melissa McCarthy could wear. Right. That she would say didn't look like you're right. You're, why are you wearing a burlap sack? <laughs> yeah. like, and then yeah. she would go to a really expensive store yeah. and buy some really expensive thing that her friend would, you know, give her grief about spending yeah. all that mud- money because we don't have that kind of budget, no budget. for you to just yeah. buy everything. Right. And and then Melissa McCarthy would be like, okay, now what? Because look right. at how awesome I am now. And she'd get the exact same, the same reaction. Thing, right. from yeah, I like that. I kind of like that, that yeah. she was just, you know, Rosebird's character was yeah. just right there where it was like, we have to get you some better clothes. Right. But what I'm really saying is there are <laughs> there, no better then, clothes right, right. to get you. Maybe someday. Yeah. And and there's another there's another moment for satirical stuff that it didn't, I mean, I guess it worked because I thought of it, but when she's constantly telling her, like, we don't have the budget for this, yet they call in, like, drone strikes for, like, a bridge made out of wooden sticks, you know, whatever. It's just... It it was a strange movie. I agree. You know, I wasn't put off wholly on it, but I didn't really have a great time with it. No. But I had just enough fun to think of the fun parts. It's just kind of weird that the fun parts all kind of surrounded themselves with supporting characters. Uh, yeah, and let the like rest of me, it, that, and that let the rest of it go. It. it was weird because you know you said uh, you you want to watch the show with Jason Statham's character. Jason Statham, and, and, I'm, and yeah. I'm thinking, you know, the there's got to be some kind of points off for a movie where all I could think really was. I want to see the movie with everybody else <laughs> and not the yeah. main character. Yeah. 
I want to see the movie where, uh-huh. you know, Jason Statham and uh, Rose Byrne are kind of button heads every week. Right. And Aldo shows up about every third episode yeah. for a guest spot or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, Jude Law could come in once in every a while. Once in a while. And, you know, even her friend. Nancy. Even, yeah. yeah she, she, she could she even could be in up. it. But, you know, if Melissa McCarthy was never there, I'd be all right. Be like, right just that. have those characters. Yeah. Bouncing things off of each other yeah. week after week, as uh, Rose Byrne, <laughs> her character gets like you know ever more ridiculous right. plots to take right. over the world, like uh, really, really mid Roger Moore James yeah. Bond yeah. movies, right? right? That, Where it was right Moonraker, spot. and yeah. we were uh, putting Man. diamonds on satellites and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would I'd watch that. If show. there was if there was a YouTube clip. You know, and it would probably be illegal, so I'm not advocating it. But if there was a YouTube clip right now of the scenes that Jason Statham had, and then the next clip was the scenes with Aldo, I would watch that right now. (laughs) I would watch like five minutes of that. I would just watch that and be entertained for, and and probably have achieved the same level of amusement I had the whole film. Right. In fairness, you know, we're almost, we're getting close, but we're not there yet. I, I feel like I sadly got the film that the trailer showed me. You yeah, know, I, I don't feel like yeah. the film misrepresented or was misrepresented. In no, way. and not only that, but I think it it has a good level of things that you don't know about, and because of the trailer, right. That are interesting parts Still, in the movie. Are, yeah, it would, are pretty, this is a good uh, Bobby Can, Bobby Cannavale's yep. uh, uh, his weird kind of pseudo villain weird part. Yeah, where you know he's in a couple of parts of the movie he's really he's in the movie far less than it seems i know it's weird it's really strange it seems like he's in the movie quite a bit but but then you go but wait that was only five seconds (laughs) yeah and that was only another six seconds right and then he finally gets a scene like you know he was on set for a half a day too he's only got like the one scene yeah and yet he was good good. i I liked the scene where and even melissa mccarthy was good in that scene too where uh she Come pulls herself out of the woodwork of their meeting they're having and yeah. explains why you better not kill me or you know right. whatever nonsense, and that was pretty good. Except that you know at the end that leads to the big kind of like resolution scene that was really goofy, right? And right. you know so whatever you're supposed to get out of that. But uh, he was even he good. Could. Really, everyone else who was in the movie was good. Yeah. You know that one guy from The Office is in the movie yeah. for about a minute so that he can name. die? Yeah. I don't remember his <laughs> name either, die. but he's in, you know, he's in like the, he's in a red shirt, he, he's in like the later seasons of uh, The Office. Yeah. And it's funny because the instant you see him, you right. just go, he's dead. He's gone. Yeah, <laughs> he he is. He's, he's just, just like he's, he's, he's like, wearing a red shirt. Yeah, he's, he's basically out. He shows up and you go... See, I recognize him. Right. And he's showing up in a stupid part of the movie. And he's like, so you know he's dead. In, so yeah, there's no <laughs> invested interest in Right. Him. So you know he's going to die for, really soon. For whatever interest anybody might have. And yeah, have. he was good. And he was good. Yeah. He, he, there isn't a bad... He died cool. Yeah. He actually died in a really, yeah. I thought, kind of funny way. I where, did too. Where he knows it's coming. Yeah. And yet he... Every, smart like, off like, anyway. like cool. what you said, everybody that's a supporting character on, on some level, whether they're, you know, like a Jason Statham, which we've obviously applauded all the way down, or even, I mean, even down to 50 Cent. I love his Kanye 
joke. You know, I I mean, I the don't want The Kanye thing's pretty funny, but all I couldn't get anything out of him being in the movie in the except movie. being kind of irritated. He's in the movie that. just to get the rap vote. He's you know he's in the movie if they can grab forty bucks from the guys that love his rap. Yeah, but he's in the movie really just like a Coke banner is he's, in the movie. He's in. <laughs> he's, He's, he's just new, in it to be a commercial. He's a new Snoop Dogg. Snoop used to just appear in films uh, just whatever. to be like at a party or whatever and be like, all right, I'm in it. I'm, I'm out, dizzle, yo, kizzle, fizzle, whatever, you know. To anybody that is of has any interest, and I, I like these things and I make you do them, there is an additional scene at the end of the movie. But unless you love the movie, it is not worth staying, staying for the film. No, it's it's not worth it, but it's not worth it because... Yeah, uh, it's not worth it because the credits are so long. The credits are very and quick. It's about yet, five minutes long. It's not too long, but still, yeah. to have to sit through the credits, it's not really worth it. Right. It's you know, it'll be on the DVD. And yeah, if you like, if <laughs> you like this, find if them. you actually, I won't spoil anything, but if you actually like the very last scene that's in the film, and you want to see twenty more seconds of it, then stay. Right. If not, the, the only the only thing that's good. at that's good about it. It's not really even like a scene it's, or like yeah. an additional thing. All it is is um, it, it's, it's just like it's a just a blooper. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a thing from the gag is. reel yeah. that when the scene yeah. ended, they, yeah. they like kept going. And Melissa McCarthy said something funny and cracked Jason right. Statham up, right. but it's not. It's not indicative to anything. No, it's not. It's, it's this not. is a movie where probably you know when you get the Blu-ray, the gag the reel view. will be hilarious. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because when they're not on right. script and oh, they're man. just messing around, they because be that's right. you know that's Melissa McCarthy's thing, which yeah. which it so bugs me about her movies, you know, because if you just take her and put her in a room yeah. with some people that she can just talk to, yeah, you know, she's like one of those uh, really funny people. I don't know if she does stand up or you know has yeah. done stand up yeah. or whatever. But she's like, there are a lot of really funny actors who never did stand up, right. and they're hilarious. Right. But if you made them do stand up, <laughs> yeah, they would right. not be funny. Yeah. But what they're funny at is being in a room and talking with people. Yeah. Right. 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 And if, if they have to come up with a bunch of stuff, and she's like that, you yeah. know, like she's just not finding the movie yeah. that really delivers what's funny about her. You I know, agree. it's like she goes into meetings. And cracks everyone the hell Killed up, them, yeah. And they go, okay, right. <laughs> make another movie, then, right? Right. And right. I don't, I don't know, yeah, but it just, it just doesn't translate unless you know, it's like, I mean, it's not like I wouldn't give money to her next movie because it's going to make money, right? As right. a, as a business as a, deal, I, I, right. I'd certainly have to give her money. Anyway, okay, we're running out of time. I think we've uh, about covered that movie as yeah. much as we can. You know. It, this is a movie where it's like I don't really begrudge anyone for liking it, though. Right. I mean, if you if you like it, I'm like, ah, okay, fine. It's this would not, be a fun weekend uh, film for someone to go to. Yeah. Uh, it's, if the audience that we had was any indication. It's nothing terrible, but at the same time, it's I don't know that you need to see it in theaters. If somebody's There's asking me, hey, I'm going to go see a film this week. What should I go see? I'm still going to tell you go see Fury Road. I'm not going right. to suggest this, this would, over anything. This would certainly not you be know? Right. Um not even if you're wearing a cat shirt when you're asking. <laughs> then well, I know who you are. We've got next Jurassic week is, World, is right? Jurassic World. Next, next week that. is uh, – I'm nervous about it too, but I keep seeing new stuff, and it keeps looking pretty cool. I was told to stay so, away from the last – the new trailer that's out because it's too spoiler. 
Thanksgiving. There's a new there's a new there's one like a out one that gives you a bunch of information about dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, I don't so, see you know, the movie is kind of is, is kind of cool and I don't know exactly how to take the things that it does that I think are cool because I don't know that it really translates into right. a good movie. Right. But you know, it's like it's doing a lot of stuff that is, you know, is fun and interesting, right? Yeah. Like um, if you go to the website, JurassicWorld.com, yeah. it's like you go to the Walt Disney World right. website. It's just like – Like your book on that trip. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got like – When I went, I was amused at it. I'm like, you, I would you, go. You can, sure. look, you can look at all the exhibits. Yeah. You can see what they – you know, they got a bunch of news, like the new stuff that's happening at the park and right. stuff. And, and what I think is cool, one of the things that I have – long thought is pretty cool about the trailers that we see and even some of the like clips is that it has so much in the park. It has so much going on in the park. Like they took some, they hired some people from like, you know, from uh, a bunch of, I don't know, SeaWorld and Walt Disney World and said, Okay, pretend this is a thing. Right. What what, what, what would, would you, you have? What right. what would exist? And so it's like they've got the different toys that yeah. you would the buy. Gift shops, and they've the got like all the, the stuff. Things. Yeah. So it's like they are paying a lot of attention to a lot of things. Yeah. So that could be a great thing yeah. and mean that the movie's gonna be awesome because they're trying to find all these details. And you know, even some of the images that have been released where they have this gigantic log yeah. and it turns out that it's just a Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to imagine what it would really be like. Right. So either that means it's going to be awesome and that helps. Right. Or it means we're paying way <laughs> too much attention to the crap we're going to sell later right. and not enough not attention to the, to the movie yeah. and the story and what's going yeah. on. But every next thing that I've seen with Chris Pratt yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, I agree. So it's a weird balancing act. It, it, seems like it has all the potential yeah and you know if it turns out not to be good it's gonna it's gonna be a a massive waste of what could have been awesome because he looks like he's a lot of fun in it and he looks weirdly like he's really this guy yeah like he's really this guy who works at this park right not you know, guy that got Indiana Jones in on vacation yeah. and, and showed I'm there, up to I'm there do just, it. I mean, I know we're running out quick. I'm there just because of the scene of him on the bike with the velociraptors with him right. as a pack. I'm, I'm already there. Right. That's enough to get me there. That's cool. Right. So I'm, I'm set. So if that's the worst thing that yeah. happens in the movie, right. then it will be, It'll be the best movie ever. Yeah. Right. Ever. <laughs> if this will get an 11. <laughs> if that's as yeah. bad as it gets. So. All right. We're, uh, we're running out of time. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, obviously uh, Jurassic World next week. There's a weird kind of lull after that where uh, things don't want to compete with it. So I'm not sure what we'll cover then, but uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Share with everyone you know and uh, force them to listen, and (laughs) we will see you then. Yeah, bye.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 